Hi, I'm Arun George and you're listening to 3 Things, the Indian Express news show. और आप कैसे जाने का प्लानिंग है आपका बस पैदल यात्रा जाएंगे कोई गैर में साधन मिल जाएगा तो बस उसी में बैठेंगे कितने बजे से चल रहा है आप लोग चार बजे से निकल शाम सुबह चार बजे निकल जाएंगे कितने लोग हैं आपके साथ अभी हमारे साथ कई यानी पंद्रह सोलह लाख पंद्रह सोलह लोग हैं और हम लोग का खाने के लिए पैसा नहीं देता है कंपनी वाला ये सब बहुत प्रॉब्लम है बोल रहा था से आज घर भेजने के लिए हम लोग बोले तो वो लोग बोल रहा है से आज भेजेंगे कल भेजेंगे परसों भेजेंगे अभी तक नहीं दस पंद्रह दिन से हम लोग बोल रहे थे भेजने के लिए नहीं दो महीना से बोल रहा था नहीं भेजा As the number of cases of COVID-19 began rising rapidly in March, Prime Minister Narendra Modi took a sudden decision: a nationwide lockdown. Aaj raat, aaj raat, 12 baje se, pure desh mein, jaan se suniye, pure desh mein, aaj raat 12 baje se, sampoorn desh mein, sampoorn lockdown hone ja raha. The lockdown came with restrictions on movement, and suddenly no one was supposed to be out on the roads unless you were part of an essential service. However, photojournalists were out there on every day of the lockdown. The lockdown was just another challenge in an already complex situation. In this special episode of Three Things, we're talking to four of Indian Express's photojournalists from different bureaus about their experiences of covering the pandemic, their highs, their lows, and even how it's changed them. In this pandemic for the first time every photojournalist across the country and perhaps the world was essentially covering the same story but despite that their experiences were widely different Tashi Topgyal who works in Delhi says covering the pandemic initially was very scary Initially when it started it was very scary we have never experienced something like this it, it it's some it's a pandemic and we thought that any railings we touched any objects we touched we always feared that the virus was there and it would be really bad for us to be out exposed in the open doing a job but then gradually through these many weeks that we kept taking good care and precaution and doing a jobs at the same time we felt more and more confident and then we realized eventually that you know there are methods to dealing in such strenuous and severe situations like this But Arul Horizon who has over two decades of experience as a photojournalist in Pune says he's never been more excited to cover a story. This pandemic if I tell you frankly I never I never been so excited in my life the whole lifetime or in my career as a photojournalist working in pandemic. I know that it sounds a little funny or a little cruel but as a photojournalist the duty is to document the things whatever it happens good or whatever it is so maybe it may be someone's tragedy but as a photojournalist main duty is to document it or it's to record it in 21 years is the first time i'm i'm so excited and i i started working like probably three times more than my usual work and this is the first time i have seen the things which i never thought of witness in my life Partho Paul another very experienced photojournalist who's based in Kolkata spoke of something similar he spoke of the excitement to try and get the best possible photos which he said made it difficult to remember things like social distancing Amit Chakravarti from Mumbai spoke of how traveling out of the city for an assignment suddenly involved a lot more planning being a journalist who has not 
gone into any conflict zones, neither I have any affinity to do that. It is no less than going into something, you know, where you are preparing yourself from the basic things of nitty gritty of like what food you should carry because you won't get any food. You don't have a loo to use. So what you should be doing. So till that level, you need to plan it out so that, you know, you can survive like three, four or five days once you're out of your comfort zone. But covering the pandemic also came with one huge challenge for all these photojournalists. And that was keeping themselves safe. One single challenge that me and I feel everybody is faced is this constant threat of infection, you know. Because we have been going to hospitals, we have been going to crematoriums, we have been going to the burial grounds. Basically, we have been going to all places where the percentage of being infected is very high. But we have been also taking a lot of care by uh, using the right equipment, gloves, masks, sanitizers, PP suits, you know, throughout. But still, throughout, the most dangerous thing, the only dangerous thing was the fear of being infected. You don't know. It's an invisible enemy. So, All these photojournalists spoke of the challenge of returning home daily. Partho, Arul and Amit live with their families and aged parents. Tashi lives with his wife, whose immunity, he says, isn't the best. So every return home comes with an hour of sanitization. All of them spoke of how it took them nearly an hour daily to methodically clean themselves, their equipment and everything else once they were back home. Here's Amit talking about his experiences. In normal situations, you go, just go down, you don't wash your hands, you just you know gobble up whatever you have in front of you. But under these circumstances, it's, it's something like, you know, you really take precautions. Like, you know, since it's start of March, fortunately, I have an extra room at my place. So I have quarantined myself completely. My utensils are not mixed with the rest of the folks. Even use of toilets, use a separate toilet kind of a thing. So these certain things which I have been following since March, because I have been going down to hotspots quite often. So, you know, the clothes, even if you are washing your clothes, you use antiseptics and stuff like that before you use it. If somebody else's uses, cleaning your camera is a big problem. Like you sanitize. Everything, literally, your lenses, your cameras, your bags and stuff like that. Once you walk into your home, just, you know, before you walk in, even like, you know, you spray yourself with sanitizer so that you don't carry something. But having said that, I feel that, you know, whatever has to happen, it will happen. Only thing is that you need to take utmost precautions. Amit's experiences are also a little different from the others when it comes to this pandemic because his father caught the virus despite being at home and no one else in their house testing positive for the virus. My dad is 85, my mom is 76. So it is always a worry in your mind that whenever you are going down, the infection should not come down to them, you know, because you can fight it out, but they may not be able to do that. So that is one of the major key roles. Having said that, I would rather say that unfortunately, you know, my dad had to be hospitalized because of COVID. So he was there for some time. Luckily, he recovered and uh, he's back home. He's doing well. So now, what I personally feel is you can take whatever precautions you can. If it has to happen, it has to happen. You cannot really predict. The worst part is like you, you don't know who is infected, who is not infected, because some doesn't show signs. That's the biggest part. And, and, and I personally feel after my experience with my parent being in the hospital for COVID, I treat now everybody is a COVID positive person. Amit also spoke of the stigma that comes with contracting the virus. It was more of a scare. 
blaming yourself that you know maybe because of you it has happened because that person has not gone out in four months because you have been going down and hitting these hot spots maybe you have bought him so you are asymptomatic maybe nobody can say means how how it has happened so once you are so close to that in that kind of a situation and when you are in a hospital for two and a half days in that kind of a situation wherein you know you are treated as an unwanted person because the whole body language is changes once your results come that you are a positive means whether it is from the medical staff or from your neighbors from from anybody so that is a first and experience which i personally feel i had which people shouldn't experience but i i had to experience i had to go through that that challenge it is not at all a pleasant thing partha in kolkata also spoke about how people and society treat those who catch the virus badly it's not their fault that they've caught it he said partha would know given he contracted the virus on the 11th of may partha took a test arranged by the west bengal government for media persons the result came a day later in the form of a call from the secretariat partha had tested positive despite having no visible symptoms and was told to get himself admitted in a hospital partha says he first sanitized his room then spent some time comforting his aged parents and then arranged for a bed in a nearby private hospital but he also made sure that he didn't take the ambulance from outside his home a sudden thought came to me in my mind that parents will have to face also the social stigma which is inevitable if the ambulance picks me up from my house and then i actually picked up a water bottle and my cell phone and charger and left Partha said he was most worried about his parents and said that the first night at the hospital was the hardest. He called his parents to say he was fine because he didn't want them to worry given all the news about the virus in the media. That's why I used to call my parents every day morning and evening regularly during first few days. Later the calls turned out to a little less frequent and they were assured that I am doing well. For Partha, Tashi, Arul and Amit the challenges of keeping themselves safe came with another big challenge documenting the news with images covering the thousands of people who took to the roads in a bid to walk back home after the lockdown was imposed this then meant they had to be where the crowds were tashi from delhi has a simple word to describe what they saw he says it was crazy it was something that was crazy you know and crazy from many different aspects right crazy in the sense like you know under such a difficult situation when the whole world is under an outbreak and we are talking about social distancing we're talking about people being infected people dying and suddenly you have hordes of people just trying to get home clogging up all the roads in the cities you know everywhere you went in the landscape you would see them the landscape was painted with endless streams and lines of people trying to get back home and this was something that was crazy you know crazy in terms of policies you know management the way administration the government the many systems who could have handled it much better right and crazy in the way that these poor helpless migrants you know they had no choice but to just go through such a deadly exercise you know, that was crazy and crazy for a person like me photographing because though i know that it is an outbreak and people are being infected i am because of my work running in the midst of them you know hundreds and hundreds of them each and every day you know day and night i am going and i'm shooting them and personally i could have been infected too and that whole emotion 
that was going around in my head that time in every time you would just see helpless people somebody come up to you somebody trying to get some bit of information from you so that they thought it would benefit them in trying to get out of the city just because i am from the media you know and so many people look up to the media also thinking that you know looking for some solace something would come out which would give them some information to go about their journey so many people helpless people without food trying to come up to you trying to figure out where can i get some food these were the crazy things that happened tashi said that the craziest thing he saw was people trying to float across the yamuna there were lot of laborers who were working in punjab and haryana their homes were in uttar pradesh now if they were to walk through the highway they will have to come all the way to delhi and then cross into uttar pradesh so towards sonipat you have the yamuna flowing and then one bank of the yamuna is haryana the other bank of the yamuna is uttar pradesh so this is like a shortcut for them and the other thing is because they were being stopped by police over the bridges and the main highways these people were resorting to tactics like that where they would sleep and rest during the day near the highways and in the night mostly they would stroll down and like sneak down to the yamuna river and then cross it you know some places they crossed on little boats and rubber tubes but many places where the river was shallow they were walking through it with women and children and things like that just because to take a shortcut and to evade police so isn't that madness amit from mumbai had similar experiences he describes two cases that took place while he was out on assignment i remember we went to uh, ratnagiri to do some stories about economic downturn and stuff so we were traveling on the road it was very early morning it's around 5:30ish we found some people sleeping on the highway fortunately we didn't see the driver saw and then we stopped the car and then we figured out that these guys have been walking from bombay quite a distance and they're so near to the to their village but they can't enter the village because of the embargo that they have to go for a quarantine and all so then they were upset and they were so tired they have slept up on the highway they didn't had food they didn't had water this is something which is which you personally feel you know if it was your family what you would have done at that situation so that is that is a state like for example i have gone down i feel i am the first person to go down to the gujarat borders when the exodus started in maharashtra so you know i got down from the car and i saw a truck pass by then all of a sudden few cops you know with uh, lathis and stuff they started banging the sides of the trucks and all that and then one head popped out and the rest all popped out basically they were hiding inside the truck and they were trying to squeeze out of the out of the border so the borders were sealed so they were caught but according to amit the instance at the gujarat border only confirmed something he'd been feeling since he started traveling to document the pandemic that people didn't want photojournalists documenting them when they were at their most vulnerable when once you see the face and when they see you you know you feel that you know they don't want you to be there at that point of time you know they want to really really go out and be safe kind of a situation so these these things these are the experience you acquire while on assignments the other photojournalists also spoke of this here's what tashi had to say on day 1 when i started the migrants i was just a news photographer right i was there i was following them and to me it was more about compositions but over a period of 2 months and i was having criss cross through the lives of so many migrants you know and every time gradually that emotional shake up that was happening people 
with their expressions on their faces, blatant expressions, looking at you, and then you pointing your camera to make pictures in their most helpless moments in life. You didn't feel comfortable. Gradually, it started overtaking you. You, you start to feel not just right, like, you know, I had a job to do, I know that. And I was trying to do it honestly. I was trying to do my best. But at the same time, slowly started creeping into me that, you know, if I were to be in that place, if I was in a state of helplessness and someone, somebody, and somebody being photographers, media, you know, constantly keeps putting in their lenses into my face, into my face, trying to get the best shot, how would I feel? You know? So gradually this thing starts creeping inside me that am I doing the right thing? Am I being respectful? It kind of hurts you. Arul in Pune also spoke of how it had forced him to start thinking more about what he was documenting and he thinks these experiences have made him more human. When I see the people on the streets, when I see the state of helplessness or probably people with no hope in the fields, in the hospitals. So actually I felt for them and always when we think that when we think in their places, it's like, oh, I feel bad, I feel bad. And especially when we go to the the streets and when we see the people, the laborers walking and all, like we feel that are how fortunate we are. Like I have a place to stay, I have food to eat. Suppose if something happens, I can talk to the, I can share with my friends, the people and all that. But what do they do? What do these people do? But Arul also had a chance to help when he and a colleague were working on a report about how people were walking back to their hometowns. They stumbled upon a woman in a hutment in Pune who needed medical treatment after having delivered a child on the second day of the national lockdown. The child had been at home for 20 days without any medical care. When I happened to see this kid, they were in a small hut. And this kid, 20 day old, 20 days old kid, boy, he's just like in a very bad shape. Flies around his face and he's, uh, he's just laying at home. The lady, his mother, she's a handicapped. She's also had a lot of problems, leg problem, and I mean, she didn't get any care. Even some of their fellow ladies, they helped them taking the baby out and they cut the cord and all. So when I got to know all this, and when I saw the kid, it's like, I, mean, I normally, I, I, if I see something like this, I take pictures and all, it's fine, but I try to help them the way I could. But here, when I saw this, I just couldn't take off my eyes because I just thought of my kid that time. Immediately, I've given some money. I've given some money, I asked them to do the whatever it's needed, emergency, do it. The next day, again, I went with the team so because that time it was, everything was escalating. So I don't get any government doctors or anything. So I had a friend who had a hospital. It's a mental health center. He got a huge hospital. So I asked him for help. So he send me an ambulance, a doctor and a nurse and a helper and the sanitizer guy. So we went there. I just want to check her, do the primary checkups, whatever it is, if she healthy or not. But during that checking, checkup, it turned out to be that she is anemic and she was actually very bad situation there. She, as well as the kid. Then immediately we have taken her to the hospital, nearby hospital, private hospital. From there we have gone to the Sassoon Medical Hospital, Medical College, that is the Sassoon General Hospital. There she was admitted to ICU. Then there was a COVID test done and she became negative. And 20, 25 days they were in the hospital. After that, they were let off. Covering the pandemic has left an impression on all four photojournalists in different ways. Tashi says the pandemic has taught him to be more careful with his money. 
but he says he's still writing off this year and it's a zero for him i have just kind of given zero to this year in terms of everything you know like i have no expectations out of it and nor do i have any uh, expenditure on it like it's a zero right so what will i expend on right and then the situations are such that i can't even expend it even if i want to because everywhere around the world it's the same chaos so it's a zero year for us amit says that having gone through the hospitalization of his father and documenting the pandemic he now believes one thing we all need to help each other to get through this obviously as a photojournalist you have to be compassionate towards your subject but you have to be more compassionate if you can help somebody do in whatever respect i feel you should be doing it you know these certain things are are i feel the positive points from this whole pandemic situation and moreover obviously the economic downturn which is happening for all the industries not only us it's all the industries it's, it's quite scary so you have to have that kind of compassion towards your personal colleagues towards your colleagues as well as the, your subjects your neighbors so in whatever way you can help out because the first thing what happens is in these kind of environment is like you know to shut yourself down so that you know you don't get infected it is not about the you shut yourself down it won't help that person neither it is going to help you out rather if you can help in uh, provided like to a certain level where you don't get affected but that person gets that help i feel one should do it you were listening to the three things by the indian express today's show was written and produced by me arun george and as always was edited and mixed by our producer joshua thomas If you like the show then do subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also recommend the show to someone you think will like it. Share it with a friend or someone in your family. It's the best way for people to get to know about us. You can also tweet us at express audio and write to us at podcast@indianexpress.com. At